Hello, welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for March 6, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. One new video up on the blog. It is uh, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane from Monday's episode of Raw. And uh, Monday afternoon, uh, the WWE announced that Shayna would face Asuka on Raw. Then about an hour before the show... They announced that Asuka sprained her wrist and Kyrie would take her place. And um, I, at first I thought it was a phony injury. Reports indicate that it was a legit injury. She sprained her wrist on the house show, Sunday's house show. Uh, but really, they should have saved that match for later anyway. So, uh, And considering that they had Becky come out halfway through the match... It was the correct decision. So this was Shayna's first match on Raw. So it's the first many time many fans are seeing her. And after watching her plod through this match, you might wonder what the big deal is. The answer is she needs help to elevate a match. She has the basic wrestling moves down because, you know, she's an MMA fighter, right? And her base is catch wrestling. So she knows what to do, but... She don't have that pizzazz that you're looking for, right? Okay. So Kyrie, she worked with Kyrie quite a bit in NXT. And Kyrie really tries to do that in this match. But because the WWE's purpose is to turn Becky versus Shayna into a big time match, she's only allowed to do a certain amount. So they're trying to sell Shayna's dangerous. But uh, as I've already said, I expect the WrestleMania match to disappoint because neither Becky or Shayna have the ability to elevate a match to the elite to an elite level. You know, we saw that at Survivor Series with Becky versus Shayna and versus Bailey. So um, there have also uh, uh, was a report yesterday from the uh, Wrestling Observer that apparently Vince McMahon is not very was not very happy with Shayna Baszler's performance in this match. And it's probably they overhyped her. They Probably she was overhyped by Triple H, I assume, and some other people who, who knew her from NXT. So it's like he's finding out what I already told you guys. She is inexperienced. She, has, she, is, a, a, she is good technically at what she does, but she needs help in delivering pizzazz. Okay? And, you know... Becky can't help her with that because Becky's main ability is with her mouth, okay? I've Listen, I've watched Becky Lynch since her early days. I used to see her in Vancouver back in 2007, 2008. She lived there for two years. She's always been like this. Her mouth is the main thing that has gotten her places. In the ring, she's nothing special, and that's the whole point. The point is, you have wrestlers who are good at one thing, and you have wrestlers who are good at other things. When you're talking about elevating a wrestler to a match to an elite level, that's what you need Asuka for. Okay? So, would it shock me if they turned it into a three-way? Not particularly, because you need you need someone like Asuka to elevate that match. We saw, like I said, we saw what happened at Survivor Series. Those three don't have that ability. Okay? All right, anyway, next up we have Elimination Chamber So uh, on Sunday. So um, Asuka apparently will be ready for that. And, of course, you've got uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan and uh, Sarah, Sarah Logan. And they're, 
that whole breakup thing and Natty's in there too when I think it should be, you know, Kyrie, right? And look, at they've telegraphed it and Shane is supposed to win, but you never know what will happen in a gimmick match. I mean, what's, what if she gets hurt or something like that, right? So again, I have said all along from day one that the match with, um, that the match with um, uh, Becky versus Shayna is going to disappoint fans. And I can already see that Vince is not happy with Shayna. And so, you know, she's been overhyped. She was champ for too long in NXT. She is not capable of delivering an elite, ma elite quality match. She just isn't capable of it. And neither is Becky. And so that's what you have to remember. Okay, we got some uh, MMA this weekend. Of course, we have the uh, UFC show. I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, first tonight, we have a, an Invicta show from their usual location in Kansas City. And what they're doing for the most part is another one of their uh, tournaments, which they're calling Phoenix 3. And this will be a, um, a bantamweight tournament. Now, um, uh, the, this is going to work the same way that the other uh, tournaments worked, in which case there's going to be eight fighters in the tournament. The um, first round fights and also the semifinal fights will be um, um, one round bouts. And then uh, the final will be three rounds. And I'm not sure if that's the main event or there's another there's a title match that may also be the main event. So I'm not sure which is which. But anyways, let's go through the fighters who were in the tournament. Uh, there's eight fighters. They've had the draw. Everybody made weight. So they've had the draw. Uh, we have one is going to be Tanisha Tennant versus Brittany Victoria. Uh, then we have Julia Ottolino versus Hope Chase. You have Claire Guthrie versus Taylor Guardado. And Carrie Kennison versus Serena DeJesus. Now, all eight of these fighters, with one exception that I'll get to in a minute, um... I actually think there's two exceptions, but it doesn't really matter. Most of these fighters have had Invicta fights uh, previously with mixed, mixed results. Uh, I would say for the most part, they're not proven. Now, there is one interesting uh, fighter in this, and that is Taylor Guardado. Now, she's making her MMA debut and Invicta debut. However, longtime fans will recall that she has a 9-1 amateur record under her maiden name, Taylor Stratford. Oh, so you do remember her, huh? So what happened to her? Well, she was supposed to make her Invicta debut in 2012. I should point out that her only loss as an amateur was to Ronda Rousey, okay? And they became good friends after that. Uh, so Taylor was supposed to make her pro MMA debut in Invicta in 2012, but she suffered a knee injury. And then life got in the way, you might say, okay? Because uh, um, she uh, had a falling out with her coach. She's from Reno, Nevada, and she had a falling out with her coach. And then she um, uh, moved to Las Vegas, and she, um, she married her husband, so his name is Guardado. He's a, a trainer. He's a trainer at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. And then uh, she, has, she had a child. She now has a two-year-old son. So she decided to get back into training. Okay, she took a J job, but I guess she wasn't happy with that. And she, uh, with her husband's help, 
she decided to get back into training. And so she started training seriously uh, about a year ago. And now here she is. And uh, don't be shocked if she wins, all right? Because she was really, really good as an amateur, okay? So you never know, right? I mean, sometimes fighters go away and they come back years later and they just don't have it anymore. I, I don't know. It's an interesting story, though. And so, uh, of course, I'll be uh, watching this show. I'll be very interested to see how Taylor does. Now, there's also going to be two reserve matches, uh, just in case. Uh, there's already been, already been changes to this uh, tournament. So there's going to be two reserve matches. There, also, there will also be one-round matches. Uh, one will be uh, Mitzi Mary versus Morgan Hickam. Uh, the other is Flori Nyamtu Muller. I, I think that's how it's pronounced, uh, versus Kelly Clayton. Uh, I think two of those fighters have been invicted before. This girl, Flori, is actually from Romania, but she uh, trains, she actually lives in uh, Kansas City, and she trains at um, uh, James Strauss's place, uh, you know, Glory. And so, um, um, you know, we don't know uh, what she's like or anything like that. But uh, she, the name might seem, oh, she's from Europe, but she actually lives in, locally in Kansas City. Okay, then we have two other fights. Uh, the main match here is a um, title match for the uh, vacant uh, Invicta Bantamweight Championship. It is uh, Lisa Versosa versus Julia Stoliarenko. And uh, I would favor Lisa in that. She's undefeated. Um, we've seen her in Invicta before. And she trains with um, Josh Barnett and his gang over there. And this girl's a good fighter. So I think she'll win. Julia, you may recall, we saw her in uh, Tough 26. And uh, the UFC did not sign her. Uh, so she, in my opinion, uh, I would favor Lisa in this fight. I, I have a feeling she'll win pretty quickly. And the other card, uh, other uh, match on the main card uh, uh, that's not part of the tournament is uh, a strawweight bout, Kay Hansen versus Liana Perosin. And uh, Kay, we've seen before, she's a young fighter. She's a good fighter, but I think she fights too much. Uh, Liana is from Brazil. We've seen her before in Invicta, and she lost. So I would favor Kay in this, as I said. Okay, so that show will be on tonight on UFC Fight Pass at 8 p.m. And, of course, yours truly will still be, will be watching it. And uh, I'll be writing about it tomorrow. And uh, uh, we'll talk about the podcast in a minute because it won't be on Sunday as usual. I'll be doing it on Monday. Okay, now, the other big, uh, of course, the bigger show is UFC 248 at uh, the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. And the uh, big match out of here is uh, Bailey Zhang defending her... UFC strawweight title against the former champ, Joanna Rajicic. So, Joanna has been talking a lot. <laughs> and, and a lot of what she's saying is complete and utter nonsense. The biggest thing I've noticed here is she, comp- she said that Weili Zhang is comparable to, jo- to Jessica Andrade, which is complete nonsense. The big difference is Weili is very quick much quicker than, than um, uh, Jessica. Jessica is a plodding fighter. She, she comes forward, she goes forward, she goes forward. Even if she gets hit in the face, she goes forward. Uh, Ailey is more of a wrecker. So, you know, 
And of course, the, the thing about Ailey is the whole, you know, coronavirus thing, but she's not, hasn't been in China for a few weeks now. Uh, and uh, she's been uh, training at the USC Performance Center. Um, and she's got her coaches with her, so she's pretty happy about that. But, uh, you know, uh, it depends on, on if, uh, if Rayleigh can finish it really early. I mean, uh, you know, she's been very good at finishing fights early on. And if she can go out there and blitz Joanna and finish her early, well, that's it. Going five rounds, well, we haven't seen Rayleigh go five rounds, so we don't know. But uh, what a lot of fans need to understand about Joanna is she's not who she used to be, okay? There was a time when Joanna finished fights. She hasn't finished a fight in a long time. She's really become a points fighter. And, you know, if, if I thought that she was going to finish the fight, then that would be great. But I don't see her finishing the fight. Uh, she just hasn't done that in a long time. I mean, she has to show me she can do that again. And I don't think she can. Talking, talking trash is one thing, which if you'll notice, Ailey won't do that. She says she, she won't do it. And she basically at the, the face-off yesterday on media day, she just told Joanna to shut up. I don't even think she understood what she was saying. So, um, you know, you Whaley has basically said, I'm not talking trash to her. I'm going to talk trash to her in the cage with my fists. So that's how she's thinking. And, uh, I mean, so far what she's done is she's smoked her opponents. And I just don't see this going anything, going any differently because we haven't seen from Joanna that she can do that anymore. Okay. So I think just think Whaley's a different animal. The other women's fight on this show will be on the Fight Pass prelims. It'll also be a strawweight bout. Uh, it will be Emily Whitmire versus Pollyanna Viana. And uh, Emily uh, was in um, Tough 26 for flyweights, and then she dropped to strawweight. And I think it was pretty well known that she was going to drop to uh, strawweight. She's a mid lower mid-card fighter, uh, Pollyanna, pretty much the same thing. She's from Brazil, and I think she's also a mid-card fighter. So that's what you're getting. Don't think it matters much who wins. Uh, Emily may be favored. I don't know. Okay, we also have this weekend, as I already talked about it, we also have this weekend the uh, Elimination Chamber uh, match. So uh, we'll be looking at that as well. Uh, we'll be looking at that as well. Gimmick matches are always hard to predict. Okay, got two new fight announcements. Uh, the first one, uh, the UFC announced that they are returning to the Saskatel Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan on June 20th. And they haven't announced whether this is going to be on ESPN or ESPN Plus yet. But one match announced for this show is Jillian Robertson versus Taylor Santos at Flyweight. And Jillian is 24 years old from uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario, but she trains with Dean Thomas at American Top Team in Florida. Her record is 7-4 and 4-2 and four and two in the UFC. Jillian was on Tough 26. She's a wrestler in her last, and in her last fight, uh, she tried a, a higher competition level and Macy Barber destroyed her. So it makes me think that she's a lower mid-card fighter. Taylor is 26 years old from Brazil. Her record is 15-1. She was on the Brazilian Dana White Contender Series. She lost her USC debut last year to Mera Romero Borella by split decision. She looked terrible for two rounds 
and then she won round three. So Taylor was supposed to fight in August, but she pulled out due to injury. She's a striker, so I expect Jillian to try to uh, take her down. Okay. And the other new fight announced was yesterday. The UFC announced that Amanda Nunez will defend her UFC featherweight championship at UFC 250 May 9th at Genasio do Ibarapura in Sao Paulo, Brazil. With two belts to defend, Amanda has been on a roll, but she did not look her best when she uh, beat Jermaine Durandami by unanimous decision. If she fights like that against Felicia, that could be a problem for her. You know, because Felicia is 29 years old, born in Montreal, but she trains at the Jungle in Orlando. Uh, last week we saw she beat Zara Farron with ground and pound, and she also has good submission skills. So Amanda should be the favorite, but if she doesn't come out and destroy Felicia in round one, we could see an upset because I like Felicia, okay? And, um, you know, she, she has... Uh, we've seen uh, Amanda... Uh, is not perfect. We've seen in the past that she's not perfect. So we'll just have to wait and see. She could be a good fight. All right. So that that's about it. Now, uh, be, because the uh, Elimination Chamber show is on uh, Sunday, and I'm going to probably uh, want to post the match from Elimination Chamber on Monday, uh, I won't be uh, doing my next podcast until Monday. Okay. And uh, Again, don't forget to check out that video at frankp316.blogspot.com. Also, uh, don't forget to check out my new podcast, which is uh, called um, The Big Topic in Women's MMA, in which, uh, uh, along with uh, Schwan Humes on the latest podcast, we talk about should open scoring uh, be adopted in MMA. And it, it's kind of timely that we decided to do this, which is why we decided to do it, because on the tonight's Invicta show, they're going to have open scoring. Now, for the most part, it doesn't really matter much because most of the fights are one round. But, um, you know, uh, we're going to, we talk on the podcast about why open scoring is not the real solution to the uh, judging problem. And, um, and uh, you know, I don't think it's going to matter that much on, on tonight's Invicta show just because all of the fights are, the majority of the fights are one round anyway. Okay. Okay, so check out that pod. Check out my podcast. If you have any questions for my uh, either my podcast or my blog, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. Uh, talk to you on Monday and enjoy the fights.